the new year, 2020, is going to be so good. Uh, and so today we are going to finish off this year and prepare our hearts for the new year with a teaching. I think you've sensed a theme this morning on miracles. And so I want to ask you today, if you're here today, est-ce que vous êtes prêts? Voici la question. Here's the question. Are you... Oh, you know it. Are you ready to study God's Word today? Okay, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1. So if you want to go ahead and grab a Bible, find Luke chapter 1. And uh, this month we've been talking about the gifts that God gives to us and how to unbox God's power in our lives. And I wonder if there are some of you here today who are hoping and praying for a miracle. Maybe you have a situation in your life, something is going on, and, and, and you're wrestling with this question, you're wondering, is it possible that God wants to do something in me and through me in this coming year? You're hoping that God will show up in an amazing way in your life. And so, that is why we are going today to look at the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so here in Luke chapter 1, we, we, we meet Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I want you to imagine what it was like for her when this miracle took place in her life. We know that she was a young lady, possibly even a teenage girl, when an angel shows up in her room, and here's what happens. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. In other words, Mary was trying to do her best to live a life that is honoring to God. And the Bible even tells us that she has, she has tried to honor God with her sexuality, that, that, that she saved herself. She's still single, but she is engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And that is the circumstance we find her in when all of a sudden an angel comes to her and says, Mary, surprise! <laughs> You're special. God is going to do something amazing and miraculous. You are going to have a baby. So that's the first thing we notice is a miracle was conceived in Mary. A miracle was conceived in Mary. Now, what that means is, the theological kind of phrase for that is we call it the virgin birth. It means that this was not by the hand of man, but by the touch, the supernatural touch of God. And if you are familiar with the story, if you have read the book of Luke before or ever been to church around Christmas time, then you are probably familiar with this concept. You're probably familiar with this story. But here's what I want to ask you that, that maybe is a new thought for some of us here today. What if... God might want to do the same thing in you. Think about this. What if 
God wants to birth Jesus in your life just like Mary. Now, of course, not physically, but spiritually. In other words, what would it be like for you to allow Jesus to come into your life and then, just like Mary's pregnancy, for Jesus' presence to grow within you so that you can then deliver him into this world? Now, maybe that's a whole new thought. You're like, oh, whoa, like that, that is exactly what God wants to do. God wants to deposit Jesus in your life so that his spirit can grow within you so that you can then deliver him into this world. And so I want you to do something really, really strange, okay? Are you ready? I want you to turn to the person beside you. Are you ready? Here it is. I, I, you, you're not even going to see this coming. Turn to the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, and tell them, God wants to get you pregnant. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them. <laughs> Some of you are like, I just can't say it. It's too weird. It's too strange. In fact, I think there was a husband over here who just passed out. He's like, I thought we were done, honey. Uh, now, now, come on now, that God wants to dis deposit the spirit of Jesus in you so that his presence will grow within you so that you, in your life, can then deliver him into this world. Now, this ought not to be a new concept if you're part of Moncton Wesleyan because we talk about this all the time. It's our calling. It's our purpose as a church. We say it like this, God's love in us to the world. Say it again, God's love in us to the world. See, that's why I'm so excited about 2020, because I cannot wait to see what God is going to do through you people in our world in this coming year. There are some of you who are going to, to have breakthroughs. Some of you are going to experience miracles. Some of you are going to get involved in new ministries and, 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 and bring people to Jesus. Some of you, your small group, is going to receive a dream from God this year to do some kind of serve project here in our community. And that, that, that this year we are literally going to see changes take place in our city because of what God is going to do through your small group. We're going to take new ground as a church in this coming year. We're going to see more and more people come to Jesus in this coming year. Some of you, that there is somebody in your life who you have been praying for. You've been believing for their salvation. You've been inviting them to church. And this is the year when finally, miracle of miracles, surprise of surprises, you're going to invite them and you're going to be so shocked when they say yes that you're going to fall over backwards and faint. And they're going to come to church and some of them are going to surrender their lives to Jesus and they're going to be transformed and they're going to see breakthrough and break free from addictions and from bondage. And listen, it's because God placed a dream in your heart. And that was the start that, that you dreamed of what it would be like for them to come to Christ. And you prayed into it and you were faithful in it. And God brought it to fruition. It was God's love through your life to them delivered to the world. And so, what is the first thing you need to do to let 
God conceive a miracle in you. Here's the key. Here it is. Luke 1, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She said, Look, let me, let me put that in, in kind of modern English. Look, I'm your servant, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That is one of the most powerful prayers you can pray. Let it be to me according to your word. Would you all say that out loud with me? Everybody say together. Lord, let it be to me according to your word. See, this is how Mary lived her life, according to the word of God. She tried to order all of her decisions around living out the word of God in her life. She, she didn't care what everybody else in the world thought about her. She didn't care what everybody else out there was saying about her. Mary said, as for me, let it be to me according to your word. Now that doesn't mean that Mary didn't have questions. She did. Look at Luke 1 verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? That's a really good question, right? <laughs> Mary ain't no dummy. She knows basic biology. In order to get pregnant, you got to do something. And she says, I haven't done that something, and I, I don't understand what you're doing here, God. This doesn't make any sense. And so you need to know something today that God is not afraid of your questions. Questions are a good thing. In fact, we're a church of small groups. And what we do in our small groups is we get together... We study God's word together, we pray together, we serve together, but a big part is, if you've ever been to one of our small groups, you know that we ask a whole bunch of questions. And that's really good because if you don't ask any questions, you never get any answers. <laughs> and so it's okay when you're going through hard times. It's okay when you get bad news or when something happens in your life for you to stop and say, whoa, 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 God. I have to admit, I don't understand what's going on here. Lord, how can this be? And when Mary asked that question, here's what the angel said to her. Mary, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let me say it again. So therefore, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And so what has happened so far? First, Mary received the word of the Lord. And a miracle was conceived in her. And then get this, Mary had to carry that miracle for a season, for a long season. You say, well, come on, Joel. She was only pregnant for nine months. Nine months isn't that long. You just say that to a pregnant woman, see how it goes. <laughs> uh, when, when Tracy uh, was pregnant with, with both of our children, actually, she went past due, past the due date. And so uh, Tracy, it was, it was kind of bad timing because my mother bought 
an airline ticket to fly on a plane to come and be there with us for the birth and to help out. And so we go to the airport to pick up my mother and we bring my mother home and still no baby. We wait day after day and still no baby. And, and, uh, and the problem was after the due date, with each passing day, Tracy got more and more angry. <laughs> and and I mean, she, was, she was miserable. She was uncomfortable. She was, uh, she was ready, right, for, the, for this miracle to take place, if you will. And, and, and so it got to the point where I was kind of afraid, not just for myself personally, but, but I was afraid to take her in public because I thought she might hurt somebody. Because sometimes people say stupid stuff. Have you ever seen this when you go out in public? And she said, Joel, if we go to church this Sunday and one more person says to me, have you not had that baby yet? She said, you better call the police because I'm going to punch them in the nose. I mean, it would be all over the news. Pregnant pastor's wife punches parishioner. We worked hard on that line. Pregnant pastor's wife punches parishioner. I, I think that deserved a better laugh than that, but that's just me. So, so, so I've, I've noticed something. When it comes to God doing something in your life, here's what you have to understand. Sometimes God's timeline sometimes is longer than your timeline. We live in an instant society where everything happens now, now, now. Like, to even imagine how painful it would be to have dial-up internet today. I think some of us would lose our minds, myself included. Can you imagine having to wait for a fax machine? Instant food, online shopping, we're not used to waiting for anything. But in the Bible, God would often speak to someone and give them a promise. He would put a dream in someone's heart. And sometimes it would take years and years for it to come to pass. And so once this miracle had been conceived in Mary, Mary had to carry it for a season of pregnancy, a season of swollen feet and upset stomach, a season of of heartburn and, and clothes not fitting. And you, you say, Joel, how do you know about all this? Let me, let me tell you a little secret. The secret is, I know it's going to be surprising, I have never been pregnant. <laughs> but I have heard, <laughs> I've heard that it is not the most comfortable experience. And some of you are in that season right now in your life. Listen, you feel like God has spoken to you about something. You feel like God ha has put a dream in you or given you a promise and you're wondering why has it not happened yet? And right now you're wondering why you're going through this long, uncomfortable, painful season. But listen, you need to know that Mary had to carry that miracle within her for a long, uncomfortable season before she finally gave birth. And so I'm here to tell you, listen, whatever you're going through today, please don't give up. Whatever you do, don't stop 
believing in God's promise because you need to know something. You need to know that what you are going through is just a season. And seasons come and seasons go, but the promises of God will endure forever. And listen, what God has brought you to, he has promised he's gonna take you through. That what God has brought you to, what he, what he has put inside of you, he is going to bring you through to completion. And so, here's another key that we've got to notice what Mary did during that difficult season that some of you are going through right now. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 40. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. She went on a journey. Galilee's up here, Judea's down here. This was not just running around town. She went on a journey to go and visit with who? She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, what do we know about Elizabeth? Who was she? Elizabeth was a friend and relative of Mary. And most importantly, Elizabeth had also been touched by God. Elizabeth was a woman of great faith who also believed in God's miracle power. And so here's the truth we need to understand. And for some of this, it'll, this explains a whole lot in our lives. You often tend to become like those you hang around. C come on. And Mary understood this. See, back in her hometown, people were making fun of Mary. Back in her hometown, rumors were going around about Mary. People were making accusations against Mary. And so she knew that what she needed to do is Mary surrounded herself with influencers of faith. Mary surrounded herself with people. Listen, you need people. Let's put that on the screen. You need people who will pray for you. You need people who will support you. You need people who will bless you. You need people who will encourage you, who will push you closer to God. And maybe 2020 is the year that you need to start evaluating the influences that you have allowed to shape your life. You see... I don't think that this is a surprise to anybody if I tell you we live in a vicious world. And people out there, because they are miserable, they want you to be miserable too. And people out there will make it their purpose to tear you down. And that's why we need each other as a church to help build people up. Listen, we might live in a vicious world, but we serve a victorious God. And so after that season of uncomfortable pregnancy, she finally gives birth to the miracle. Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says, She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now I'm guessing that this is not exactly how Mary expected for her miracle to turn out. 
Because after all, she is giving birth to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But instead of the crown plaza, she ends up having to put her baby in a manger meant for animals. And here's what that means in our lives. Listen, our stories often have an unexpected ending. See, I can't tell you, I cannot tell you how things are going to turn out in your life. Because I don't know. I don't know what the end of your story is going to be exactly, but here's what I can tell you. God's plans for you are good. I think there are a few people who are ready for some encouragement today, yes? You see, the world out there may not celebrate you, but God's plans for you are good. You may not end up rich and famous, but God's plans for you are good. And I want you to just take a minute and think about your favorite movie. What's the best movie you've watched in a while? Or think about your favorite book that you've read. What's your favorite story? Here's what I can probably tell you for most of those stories. Whatever book, whatever movie, whatever story it is you love, the first time you ever saw it, the first time you ever read it, I bet that it had some surprising twists and turns and things that happened that you did not see coming. Am I right? Why? Because the greatest stories always have an unexpected ending. And I'm here to tell you, people in this world are going to be surprised when they see what God is going to do in your life. And so like Mary, God wants to put a miracle in you. And you're going to have to carry it for a season. And it might be a long, hard, difficult season that some of you are going through right now in your life. But like Mary, to get through it, you need to surrender and surround. Surrender and surround. Let's say it together and then I'll explain what I mean. Everybody say, surrender and say, surround. Surrender and surround. Let me explain it to you. Mary, it says, surrendered herself to the Word of God. She said, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then what else did she do? She surrounded herself with people of faith who will encourage her, like Elizabeth. People who will push you closer to God in your relationship with him. And so in the coming year, like Mary, I want to ask you, will you commit to surrender yourself to the Word of God. Last year, at the beginning of the year, I encouraged everybody to do through the Bible in a year. And I recommended some apps online. And, and uh, I, I mean, I can, we can do that again, but there are so many different resources. I don't have to tell you any specific one. But will you make a commitment to make the Word of God foundational in your life like Mary? Because what happens is when you saturate yourself in the promises of God, you become ready soil for God to plant the seeds of what he wants to do in your life. And then will you 
surround. Surrender and surround. Will you surround yourself with people of faith who will encourage you, who will correct you, (laughs) who will give you insight and help you in your relationship with God? Because I'm here to tell you that this year, God wants to deliver something special to the world through you. That's why you're here. That is why God made you. It was not just for your own pleasure and enjoyment. It was for his purpose. That's why you're here. You see, your greatest fulfillment in life, like Mary, is when you deliver Jesus to this lost broken and hurting world. Would you stand with me? If you're here today and you have never made that decision to surrender to Jesus, I'm here to tell you that is the starting point of it all. (laughs) That's what we've been looking for in our lives. And once you surrender to Jesus, it doesn't mean that everything's all of a sudden going to be perfect and and everything's going to be easy and you're never going to have any struggles anymore. All you have to do is read the Word of God and you find out that that's not the case. Those who say that following Jesus is going to be easy and you're going to be rich and fat and happy all the time are lying to you. But what I can tell you is that you will have a new meaning and purpose in life and you will know that you are no longer alone, that God has put you here for a reason and that he wants to empower you to accomplish wonderful things in this world and live a life of abundance. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullness. Because not only have some Christians lied to you that following Jesus is going to be easy, let me tell you, the world has also lied to you telling you that it has the answer to happiness. It's a lie. And so how do you receive that? How do you enter into this relationship with your creator? Jesus said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. No one comes to the Father unless they come through me. And so what that means for you is you simply need to open your heart to him, believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for your sins. He came not just to be a little baby, And not just even to raise up into a perfect man who would teach us the wisdom of God. But most importantly, he came to die on the cross to take the punishment for our sins, which is death. And he was raised to new life so that in him we can experience his resurrection power. And so all around the room, if you're ready to pray that prayer, if you want to just close your eyes not because there's anything magical about closing your eyes, but just to try to to put away some of the distractions around you. 
and just not right now in your heart. Would you tell him, I, I hear you speaking to me, God. Listen, this is not about the words of Joel. It's what is God saying to you? Has he been speaking to you? And so right now in your heart, surrender to him. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross so that I can be forgiven to have new life. And I receive you now. Come in and take control. I surrender to you. And Lord, for anyone here today, for anyone who is in a difficult season, a hard, painful, uncomfortable season of life, those who are trying to be faithful to you like Mary, and they don't understand why they've tried to do everything right, tried to live according to your word, tried to be faithful in prayer in their relationship with you. They do all the stuff that everybody says you have to do in order to live a good Christian life, and things are still hard and uncomfortable. And they walked into this place today struggling and maybe even questioning their faith in you. But Lord, today we thank you for the example of Mary that we learn in her that for some of us, the reason we are in that season is it is a season of pregnancy. That behind the scenes, underneath the surface in our life, you're doing miracles. You're growing something in us. You're strengthening us. You're teaching us and preparing us for the coming days when we're going to see why this season took place. And so, Lord, whatever you want to birth in us, we surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. There's an old, old song that we started the service with at the very beginning. And there's a line in this song that maybe some of you never even paid attention to. And when I started out and said, turn to the person beside you and say, God wants to get you pregnant. You're like, Joel, I think that's heresy. <laughs> but did you realize that many of you have been singing that very line your entire life? in the song, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Listen to the words as we sing it together. 